Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. And if you are listening to the podcast because you list, missed us live, excuse me, you can send us your questions on Facebook or Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. Well, Doug, I heard some uh, crazy news uh, yesterday that I just could not believe that the Pope said that we could face another you know, great flood uh, if we don't address global warming. And uh, I just, I, I wonder if he's read Genesis before. I, I can't believe that the Pope said that, of all people. I, <laughs> well, the flood didn't happen because of global warming. It happened because of the evilness of man. Yeah, and uh, God said, I'll, you know, I'm not going to flood the world again. Like, he said that that's what the rainbow oh, is for. Oh, yeah, wait a minute. The rainbow is not for a pride. <laughs> it's for a promise yeah. God made. Uh, Lori keeps saying we need to take that back from that uh, oh. radical movement, yeah. you know, and uh, and that is that crazy? I mean, that's just. Uh, but and, and but, he's on his way to Babylon to uh, pray at an ancient temple to the moon god. So, well, this is not. The but the first, Pope's infallible. Remember well, that. Well, this. Well, this is why, uh, for all people listening, that you should keep that in mind when you have a pope that says that uh, Mary was without stain of original sin, and that's nowhere in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I mean, that 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 was a man-made tradition. Is Mary to be honored as, a, as the mother of Jesus? Was she a blessed woman? Yes. But she was not without sin. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, there... This this is the problem when you start going outside of biblical revelation, yeah, and saying that somebody can speak and add to the Bible. I think there's a warning in Revelation about that. Uh, anyway, um, I think uh, I think we have a caller. Yeah, already. Yeah, yeah. Imagine. <laughs> hey, but today's a good day to call. It is Friday. Kind of anything goes Friday. And I know I've already gotten some response from uh, Justin Peters' interview yesterday. Uh, thank you guys for writing in, and uh, I'll address some of those uh, as we get in the program. But feel free to call also, uh, 844-777-7928. Uh, we would love to talk about uh, whether we're talking about the healing of the lame man and stuff we taught on there or uh, stuff about um, what uh, Justin Peters said yesterday. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Chris, welcome to SWAT Radio. How are you? I'm doing well, and I just want to say I really appreciate you guys. I enjoy your program a lot. I listen to you all every day. I'm glad you guys are on the radio. Yeah, Chris, uh, um, and you're I calling just, from where? I'm calling from Chesapeake, Virginia. All right. Well, good. Well, uh, thank you, Lighthouse, for broadcasting up, up there. We're so glad to be in partnership with them. Are you by chance in the military up there at all? Uh, no, I work for the Navy, though. All right. Well, well, good. Thank you for working for them. And, uh, yeah, what's uh, what's your question or comment for us today? 
Oh, just, just my comment is about the Pope. I don't know whether you heard or not, but he's actually in Ur today, uh, doing a, a a multi doing prayer with uh, multiple different religions uh, mm-hmm. at the site that they believe is the ziggurat for the Tower of Babel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taylor was Taylor was kind of mentioning that. You know, a lot of people say, "Well, we should just all get along." You know, you see the coexist bumper sticker everywhere. You know, in the Bible, the only interfaith prayer meeting I know about did not work out too well because it was with the prophets of Baal (laughs) and uh, Elijah. And if I remember right, all those prophets of Baal got slain, right? Isn't that that what happened? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy, though, that the Pope is, um, I, I just, I you know, he's done some things that I just really can't can't believe i heard somebody i think tweeted something about he's like uh the pope from the left behind series like it's it is pretty outstanding though well um well well chris um did, did you get a chance to listen yesterday chris yeah yeah yes i did i listen every day at least for the first 30 minutes yeah um well was that your first time to ever hear about justin peters or hear him share he's he's pretty pretty good teacher uh, uh, no, I, I, I have not. It's, it's, um, I, I always, I always enjoy the, the, the ex- expanded knowledge you guys provide. Well, uh, I, I was actually kind of taken back. I did not realize, have you heard of Beth Moore by chance? Mm-hmm. No, I have not. Beth Moore is a very popular, um, uh, women's minister, My mom, but, but now yeah. she ministers beyond that even, mm-hmm. uh, but what he said yesterday, I, I you know, I, I had forgotten. She became very, very close, apparently, with Joyce Myers, who is a prosperity gospel teaching woman. Um, and both of them had uh, experiences of being abused. Mm. Uh, I think both sexually abused. And that brought them together. And now, at, and they've both kind of adopted this uh, social justice mantra mm-hmm. and what's been happening is he said yesterday she pulled almost a whole page out of a book because it dealt with homosexuality from a biblical standpoint and she was afraid it would be perceived as hurtful like Even, one of her older books yeah yeah, yeah mm-hmm. an older book it's called well it's not that old two years old mm-hmm. wow i mean i, I mean uh, she she I think it was two years old. I think he talked about maybe it was just her 2019 condition or edition, but she pulled a page out that was biblical, not unloving, biblically explaining the truth. And uh, I just wonder, are you seeing a lot of that up in the Virginia area, uh, Chris, where people are, are, are compromising because of these issues? Yes. I mean, of course we're seeing it. We're seeing it everywhere right now. This is a, um, the, the the world is uh, is changing rapidly, mm-hmm. and um and and not for the better in in my opinion we're not we're not following God's word we're not following His plan, and uh, it's it's uh it's really unfortunate. And the best thing that we can do, and it's kind of it's kind of seems to be what you guys are talking about. It's why I'm drawn to you guys is you talk about you know speaking the truth, and that's the most that's the best thing that we can do. Yeah. Well, Chris, anybody that's around us is to speak the truth to them. Yeah. Well, well, Chris, I'll tell you what I'd like to do. I, I'm going to get Steve to get your address uh, before you uh, disconnect. 
You're going to go off air, and I am going to send you, just for being somebody who wants to stand for the truth up there, a a book uh, by John MacArthur on the truth and being truth tellers and speakers. And it's a great book, and so it's called Truth Matters. So um, go ahead, and uh, Steve, you can take him off air. Chris, thanks for listening to SWAT Radio. And, uh, man, we need more truth speakers, don't we, Taylor? Mm Mm-hmm. We need yeah. him out there, and uh, and and I just pray that God would continue to raise up truth speakers to be bold in this yeah. time we live in. Yeah. So, and yeah, thanks again, Chris, for all your nice words and um, for listening. And hopefully, uh, you'll be able to stand strong uh, in faith, and that God will raise you up to be able to speak the truth when uh, needed there in Virginia. Yeah, I I I, uh, I really think. Uh, you know, we're going to get in a time where more and more people compromise on that area of yeah. truth. And, uh, and you know, um, I just uh, I think that uh, we, we need to encourage people like Chris and others. That's why I, I don't know if you've read that book, Taylor. It's a really good book called Truth Matters about mm. that. Um, you know, and I did get an email I, I, I want to talk about. Uh, I don't know if we got time. Uh, we're probably pretty close to break. Uh, yeah, we got about a minute and a half. Um, I, I will just—I'm uh, looking for the email now. Um, but it was—it was in relation to healing, and um, I, I did want to say that during the program yesterday, Justin and I both acknowledged that God does heal. It's not that God doesn't heal, but but there are fake healers out there, mm-hmm. and when God heals, it is not the way he healed through the apostles, they had a very unique gift of healing to authenticate. They were from Messiah. They were from God who represented Messiah during that time. They did not have what we have in the written, completed canon of Scripture to be able to lay out the Gospels, the eyewitness accounts of Jesus, And then the letters from his apostles who were telling about how all these Old Testament passages of prophecy were fulfilled through him. And so we have that today. We have that to point people to. And you remember there were people even looking for signs from Jesus who he had done miracles in front of. And they said, show us a sign. Mm -hmm. And he said, no. The only sign you're going to see now is what is the son of man will be three, like be the sign of Jonah. And and I'm going to be three, three days and nights in the, in the tomb and I'm going to come back. And so the the healing was not for those people as much. It was authenticating who he was. And when people saw more of that, instead of really recognizing who he is, he didn't he didn't he didn't oblige them so there's no need today for healing to authenticate him we have his word and and peter says uh, that we had this experience up on the mount of transfiguration but we have a more sure prophetic word we don't need signs and miracles today to authenticate his word that jesus was messiah we have his word now when we come back i really want to pick up on that a little bit taylor and talk about it and uh, people can call all right so stick with us we will be back with more after the break 
we'd like to give a shout out to our listeners listening in Virginia, like Chris at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walked away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed. For the good Lord has come to seek and save. Yep, we are here. (laughs) That was Rescuer by Ren Collective. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And today is Friday, so it's kind of an anything goes uh, free for all Friday. So if you would like to call in uh, and join the discussion, which I know we have somebody on right now, um, but if you would like to call in and be next, you can call us at 1 844 777 7928. That's 1 844 SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. And I believe we have Tony on the line. Tony, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Where are you calling from? Uh, Kings Bay, Georgia. Oh, okay. Nice. Uh, well, what's your question? What do, you, what do you got for us today? So I was listening earlier, and you guys talked about the necessity of signs and miracles and prophetic healing. Mm-hmm. I just had some questions about that. Okay, what, what questions you got? So the, the I guess the first question, um, how how do we explain, um, you know, the, the fact that we still experience miracles on a smaller scale today, but, you know, they're not um, specifically serving to authenticate the presence of God. His word is complete. Oh. Okay, so so I mean, but what do you what do you mean? Like, how do you explain like like just something miraculous happening? Like God, I'm not I'm not saying God doesn't do miracles. What we're specifically saying is he the gifts of healing that people are saying uh, that are normative in the church 
mm-hmm. I don't think you see as normative in Scripture after, a, a, you know, after Acts, you start to see even Paul, his gifts of healing were very specific for times, but he left people sick. I don't know if you heard that the other day. I said, you know, he left Trophimus sick, it says. Uh, he, he told Timothy, take a little wine for your stomach because his stomach gave him problems. And instead of just healing him, he was Paul. He could heal people. He healed people. Uh, and, and Peter made it very clear when he wrote Second Peter later. That was one of the later books written, right? And he writes this and he says, listen, we were up on the Mount of Transfiguration. We saw Jesus in his glory, but we have a more sure word. God's word. And so people, the, the people today that are, a lot of them are saying healing is normative and they have gifts of healing. A lot of these people try to teach you certain ways to pray, to accomplish that. Uh, a lot of people say you have to have faith. These And what the point I made this week is this man with Peter had no faith in him healing. It had nothing to do with his faith. It had everything to do with God doing a healing to authenticate his messenger. Does that make sense? I understand. Yeah. So I'm not saying God doesn't heal people today. And I'm, I, I thought I said that, uh, you know, God heals people. I think he does miracles. I, I think my daughter, uh, by the way, um, you know, Tony, my daughter, I have a daughter who had a heart transplant who, when she came to America, we adopted her from China, had a two week life expectancy wow. because of their heart condition. And she lived on a heart transplant list for three and a half years and survived. And the doctor says it's a miracle when she was in the operating room, getting uh, a new heart, when they put the heart in, it did not start. And the doctor who did the surgery, who was is a is a Jewish brother, he's not a professing follower of Messiah, said this is a miracle that it actually started because it didn't start right away. I believe there were miracles, but I just don't believe that people there's a lot of people that represent themselves as gifts. They have the healing gift. And I don't I, I don't I either think one that they're, they have good intentions and are misguiding. Two, they're nefarious and they just want to take money from people. Or three, they want to bring attention to themselves. A lot of these people have bad theology. And, th- and then there are good people that really want to help people. They think they can help people and they desperately want people to be healed. But the healing was not for the believers here in Acts. It was for authentication of God's people. And so... Um, I, I think the ultimate healing that you want to see is somebody's soul regenerated, right? I mean, the ultimate healing was always about the soul for Jesus. It, because Absolutely. let's say if you, let's say somebody who's 75 years old has cancer and you pray for their healing so they can die eight years later of a heart attack or 10 years later, you see what I'm saying? I mean, like we all die. <laughs> We're all going to pass away. And, and it doesn't mean we shouldn't be empathetic and shouldn't pray for people and we shouldn't ask God for it. But ultimately, healing in the Bible, in the New Testament, you see primarily is 
either A, authenticating Jesus as Messiah, fulfilling prophecies, or B, his followers authenticating them as messengers. And if you look in the the case of the guy in Acts chapter 3, it says the lame guy was leaping. And if you go back to Isaiah, I think it's 35, you see it prophesying uh, a messianic prophecy about the lame will be leaping. Well, see, those Jewish people would have known that. And so our role, our role today is to take people to the Bible and to talk to them and to talk to them from a perspective. Most people, let me ask you this, Tony, do you think most people in America uh, know what the Old Testament says about the Messiah that's coming to redeem man? I do not think that. Yeah, they don't. So our primary role initially is to talk to people and help them uh, go to the Bible and to learn, first of all, about their own brokenness. And, and, and the physical illness of a person is a reminder that our world is broken, right? And, and so uh, sin, like a snowball, came into the world and brought death and destruction and it's just continued to roll down the hills of time. And so now when people are sick, it is a reminder that this is not our home, that this is not the way it's going to be always. But Messiah, God sent his son to come to bring, first of all, healing between us and God eternally so that we would have eternal healing. And whether he gives us temporary healing or not, is, is, it's a grace that he may give but he may not give. And there are people who have been deeply wounded by people with good intentions. People used to come up to us. Oh, I know God's going to heal Rachel's heart. And, and they, they said that to other people too, probably Uh, there were good friends of Rachel's who didn't live. Mm -hmm. They, they got a heart transplant and died. And, and so uh, Justin said yesterday, people came up to him. He has cerebral palsy. And they said, oh, I know God's going to heal you. God told me you're going to walk. And then he goes to a, a fake healer who doesn't heal him. And guess what? He's disillusioned and he's upset. And he's like, well, it, what's wrong? Well, you don't have enough faith. And they put it on him. That's just that's terrible theology. Look at the theology. Uh, go look at the theology. Are these people teaching God's word in context? Most of the time, you'll see the fake healers associated with really bad theology, usually prosperity gospel theology. So, uh, does that make that make sense? Yes, I heard. I heard part of the message. I I got, I got to the radio broadcast a little bit late. I had the question, and I I was very confident you'd be able to answer it for me. So, thank you for taking the time to do that. No, no. I well, listen. Thank you for listening to SWAT Radio. I appreciate yeah. it, Tony. All right, take care. Well, you know, yeah. Um, you know, I think that it's it's something we struggle with, though, right? Yeah. I mean, and you know, I think that we need to be watchful for people who you know are uh, wolves in sheep clothing, who who have an agenda, who want to aggrandize themselves, um, and and at the same time realize that God still works um, today, and He still works in the world. He's He's active and moving, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the person who's up in front of thousands claiming to be, you know, this great powerful being uh, is someone that you should be trusting. And unfortunately, a lot of people do. Yeah. And, and they're counterfeits too. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of people who they may do something miraculous. But if you remember when we were teaching about um, this healing in Acts, and we went back to Exodus, there were people, Mo, our Pharaoh had magicians that exactly emulated what God did through Moses, right? Mm-hmm. And do you think Satan today doesn't do the same thing? I think he does. I think he, and you go, well, well why, would, why would God allow that? Why did he allow them to emulate Moses? I mean, I mean, why did he allow that back then? Right. I can't answer the why. You know, a lot of times we ask those why questions, and, and we can't answer them, but we know what Scripture teaches. And if you look at the context of James chapter 5, I really believe when it talks about um, putting the oil on people, and having them confess their sin because of what he says at the end of that chapter that he's dealing with not he's dealing more with the spiritual healing of that person than the physical healing and i think that's kind of what's important especially in our culture now we're we're so skeptical um that we feel like we need these big you know people up there you know slaying people in the spirit and um and healing, you know, someone who hasn't walked in forever. Slaying in the spirit. What is that? <laughs> but, you know, I know what it is. Tell our listeners what it is. Oh, that's like when someone uh, touches somebody else and gives them the power of the spirit and it knocks the person out. And I'm sure you've seen plenty of videos of that online. Oh, there have uh, been parodies of it because <laughs> it's it, it's really a mockery. Yeah. And it people, and this again is people taking scripture out of context. And, and and using it to bring glory to who? To themselves. Yes. Yeah. And I think, you know, we're so skeptical that what you just said about your daughter living for three years when she only had two weeks, we say, oh, well, and, and instead of saying, that is a miracle. You know what I mean? And really seeing that as God working. Um, instead, we say, uh, who knows? Yeah. All right. We are up against the news break, though. Keep um, the calls coming. We, we got another one. Yeah, coming we got soon. another one coming after the break. So if you would like to call in, you can call us at one eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. That's one eight four four triple seven SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at swatradio dot com. That's ask at swatradio dot com. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news. SWAT Radio. That was David Crowder with All My Hope. Uh, If you are just joining us, today is Friday, kind of a free-for-all Friday. We're talking about what we talked about this week, which is um, healing and its purpose uh, in Acts. And we've been taking calls today, and we have a call uh, now, and I believe we have John on the line. How are you doing today, John? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Yeah, where are you calling from? 
I'm calling from my car. I'm at the Walmart on Collins Road in Jacksonville. Oh, okay, nice, yeah. <laughs> well, that's pretty specific. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so what, what's your question or what's your comment for today? What, what, what are you thinking about? Well, we, you, you guys are discussing some things that I grew up with. Mm. And um, I'm, I'm uh, the son of an Assembly of God missionary. And the Assembly of God is a Pentecostal organization. And there are some that are very genuine in this organization. There are some that are not. And um, But I, I would like to give my dad's testimony. He died uh, a couple of years ago. But he was born into a Catholic family, and for the first 22 years of his life, did not live for God, but lived for himself. And he met my mom when they were in high school and came back from his army experience in Sagamo Prison, Japan, as a prison guard. And my mom had gotten saved at a Billy Graham crusade and went and uh, got into an Assembly of God church. And she had a Pentecostal experience where she began to speak in other languages under the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, My dad came and he wanted to get his ring back because she wrote him a letter and said, we can't be... Equal, we can't be unequally yoked together. You don't know Jesus, and I do. And so he came back to get his ring back, and his sisters and my mom's sisters got them to go out on a date together. My mom prayed, and she said, Lord, if it's your will, I can't be John's girlfriend anymore, but I can talk to him about you. And so for a month, she talked to him about Jesus. And every time he tried to get his arm around her, she would point her finger in his nose and talk about Jesus. He couldn't get a kiss. He couldn't get a hug. She just talked about Jesus. And two days after Christmas, 1952, they were sitting out in front of my mom's house. And um, my, my mom put her hand over her mouth and said, I got to go in and my dad said well why are you sick did you bite your tongue or something she said no i just got to go in he said well i won't let you go in until you tell me what's wrong and she said well i have to speak in this other language and i don't want to scare you and my dad thought i went to high school with this girl she didn't take any foreign languages if she speaks in a different language i'll know that's god and so he said okay you can go in the house if you pray for me first. And so my mom put her hand on his shoulder and began to pray for him. And he said, when he, when she, when he did, when she did that, she began to speak in this other language. And my dad said he felt the power of God. This is his words, hit him in the head, drop into his stomach and explode in every direction. And he grabbed the steering wheel of his mom's Buick and shook under the power of God. From that day forward, he started up the car afterwards. He said, God, if this is real, I'll serve in my dying day. And he served God from that day forward. He went into the Bible school. He became a missionary. And for 34 years, he and my mom were missionaries. And I lived there with them in Guam for 15 years. 
I saw God perform miracles with my own eyes. I saw a man come to Guam who could, with the Spirit of God, call out people in the audience and tell them what their problem was. Um, I saw him. He, he, he did not know these people. These people were military who were in Guam, and this man was from outside of Guam. He had no idea who these people were. So he didn't have any plants in the church. These were these were people that God was really using this man to call them out with their problems. And one man had, had been a security guard on Anderson Air Force Base, and he'd gotten kicked in the armpit, and it, it ruined his joint. They had to go in, the doctors had to go in and, and do surgery on his arm and take a muscle from his back to put it on his, his arm so he could lift his arm straight forward, but he could not lift his arm laterally like doing jumping jacks. He could not pull his arm away laterally, away from his body. And this man prayed for him, and this guy, over a period of about two weeks, had complete use of his arm after that. Uh, he went into a doctor, and he asked about it, and the doctor said, look, we gave you, we gave you physical therapy. You know you can't use your arm. And he did jumping jacks in his doctor's office. Now, I know that God does miraculous healing. And I also know that there are people that think they can do that and go out like the seven sons of Siva and try to cast out demons and get jumped on all over. Or they, they trick everybody. So I, I, what I want to caution is that we don't take these, these things that God can do. We don't put God in a box and say he won't do this anymore. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, I'm, nobody's putting God in a box, John. Uh, what I'm trying to say is uh, this week, as we were talking about healing, and I, I, I said at the beginning of the program, God can do miracles. He does miracles. God can heal yes. people. He does. But but we today have a lot of people that represent things that happened then in a normative way that aren't normative today because the reason they were normative then was for a purpose. In other words, you say God did this, right? You say God right. you say God did this. Messiah was there and did miracles that fulfilled Old Testament prophecy about himself. Then these apostles yeah. went out and did it who were directly impacted and commissioned by Jesus. There's nobody today that was told verbally by Jesus in the physical form, you are my apostles, and go preach this gospel. Okay? And I agree with you. Okay. Now, I have a question for you about your mother's gift of languages. Yes. When she spoke that language, was it a known language? I don't know. Well, that's a big thing because all these languages in Acts too this happened, this were known happened, language. This happened before I was born. Okay, but they told you about it, and that's an important point. Yeah. They, they were known languages. Second, it when she spoke, who interpreted it? I don't know that anybody interpreted it. Well, see, that right there would be in violation of Scripture. Because the, the God can give well, person a gift of speaking in tongues, but 
there's going but, to be somebody in accordance with Scripture to interpret it. If it's in a group of people, yes. No, no, that doesn't. But that's no qualification I, of Scripture. The the, the 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 situation that my my parents had, where they were the only two people there, there was nobody to interpret that. Okay, so why would God speak that through her? And not interpret it when in the time because that he did scripture that. Scripture says, Scripture says that tongues is a sign to the unbeliever. Yes, because they spoke the scriptures my, in the language my, of the unbeliever. And my dad was an unbeliever. Yeah, but did and your somehow, dad speak the language that your mom spoke? No, I'm sure he didn't. Well, then, then, then that the reason it's a sign for unbelievers. You know what it was a sign of, John? It was a sign of judgment because God was, you know, God spoke the truth about Messiah in Hebrew and Aramaic, and now on the day of Pentecost, He was speaking in all these varied languages of Gentile yes, languages, and that was a sign yes, of judgment on the Jewish people. I mean, the purpose well, of God using languages is communicating his word with an unbeliever. That's why it's a sign to an unbeliever. It's a sign of judgment. I think I think in a sense that when that happened to my dad, it was a sign to my dad. Well, I mean, I, I, I listen, I... Because, I, I mean, obviously... Obviously, he changed. He changed immediately. He was an alcoholic. He no longer drank any alcohol from that point on. And I asked him years later, I said, look, alcoholics have to have alcohol in their system to maintain their metabolism. What happened? And he said, John, God touched my body and he healed me. He says he had no other explanation for it. Okay, well, listen, John, in in Scripture, it says if anyone speaks in a tongue, two or at most three should speak one at a time, and someone must interpret. If there's no interpreter, the speaker should keep quiet in church and speak to himself and to God. Well, yes, I've heard that and I've read that. I can't explain what happened to my mom and dad, and I know that God used that for his glory. Well, God used a donkey in the Old Testament, but but that's not normative. Absolutely did. And so all I'm, saying, all I'm saying is that it's not normative in the church, and God can do it. He can choose to, to do whatever he wants to do because he's God, but it's not a yes. normative experience in the church today as is proclaimed by so many people. Well, I will agree with you. It's not normative. Well, hey, John, I really appreciate your email, and I appreciate your call, and I I appreciate you listening to SWAT Radio. we got to go to a break. But thank you for calling in, and I appreciate you, you know, um, really bringing that up because our desire is for people to know God, to know Messiah. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, I'm glad that your parents well, did. So that's awesome, Doug. I've been I've been, study, I've been studying the Lord for 64 years, and and I'll tell you, he he he's never the same in 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 our minds because he he's constantly showing more of himself. Yep. But and yet he is always the same. Yep. I I'm 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 always overwhelmed. Yeah. Well, thank you, John, for calling. I appreciate you. 
All right, we will be back with more after the break. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Look down from a broken sky Traced out by the city lights My world from a mile high Best seat in the house tonight Touchdown in the cold black top Hold on for the sudden stop Breathing the familiar shock of confusion and That is Give Me Your Eyes by Brandon Heath. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are talking about um, well, really what we've been talking about all week, which is Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 11, um, and the healing that took place there and what it meant uh, for the apostles and uh, what it was a sign of in Acts. And today is kind of a free-for-all Friday. We are taking uh, uh, calls from listeners. And if you would like to join the discussion or if you have any questions, please call us at one eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. That's one eight four four triple seven swat or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com, I believe. We, we got another caller, but first, I, w- I do want to say this, because I, listeners, I would encourage you to go back to our um, our our message on uh, the week we did on uh, Acts 2 on the languages when it happened. And it, 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 we gave good instruction, and I talked about a guy named Charles Parham, Charles Parham was an American preacher and evangelist who he was the first one to claim speaking in tongues was the inevitable evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He's often called the father of modern day Pentecostalism. And out of that belief, this was in the early 1900s, right? And out of that, uh, you had, um, you know, um, the Assembly of God churches kind of spawned out of that. And, um, you know, the United Pentecostal Church, Church of God in Christ. And, um, you know, he kind of is the father of that movement. But but they thought it was normative. They took what happened in Acts 2 as normative uh, for the church today and made it a prerequisite for you to have the Holy. If you, if you didn't speak in tongues, you weren't baptized in the Spirit. And and people have taught me that I, they tried to teach me that, and so it's still out there. Again, you cannot base your theology on your experience. 
experiences can be counterfeited and and the most you've got to see your experiences through the lens of scripture i.e if a guy comes up to you and says jesus christ appeared to me he came to me in my living room and he sat and talked with me and we talked what's your first question to that guy I mean, seriously, if a guy says that, people have made this statement. What do you say to that guy? Uh, you off your meds? I don't know. I'd, and, and, well, I'm I'd first, ask him what he'd say, well, I guess. Well, first but, thing, I'm going to say, what did you do? Yeah. Well, I just was talking to him. One guy said he just continued shaving oh. while he was talking to yeah, him. Instead of and I said, so you were in the presence of Jesus, and you didn't get on your knees and bow before him? I don't think you were in the presence of Jesus. Yeah. You know, I, I, I just... People make these bizarre claims, right? And 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 so it all gets lumped in together. And God is not a God of confusion or chaos. He can be counterfeited in things. It's shown in Scripture. And so Peter makes the statement in Second Peter, and I keep bringing people back to that statement. We were up on the Mount of Transfiguration, and we have a more sure prophetic word. God's word is the lens through which you have to weigh things. And it's in context. It's not pulled out of context. And that's why it's so important to understand that the Bible was not written to you. It was written for you. Mm. And there's a difference. You've got to understand who the writer was, who it was written to. They would have known the Old Testament scriptures. They would have seen those tongues as a sign of judgment. Um. I mean, they, they would have understood those Old Testament prophecies about those things. So all that to say, you you just have to be careful. It's not normative, I don't think, from Scripture. And uh, I think I think that it's not that God can't do miracles, not that he won't give somebody an ability to speak a language, but people sometimes so desperately want to um, to be close to God, and they're told that if they do this, they are. No, the, the the normative way you're close to God is through his word and spend time with him in prayer. And and that's the way it is. I, I know we got another caller, and uh, we're in the last segment of the program. Yeah, I think we have James. James, how are you doing today? Hey, guys. How's it going yourself? And that's going pretty well. Where are you calling from? Idaho. Oh, this is James nice. Graham. Hey. Uh, I got you, James. Yeah, it is. How are you? So I just, good. I just wanted to call. So coincidentally, uh, when I started listening to you was about the first time you had Justin Peters on. And, and I remember the calls that you, well, the the responses you got back then as well. But uh, I like Justin Peters. And uh, I'm I'm a big fan of fighting uh fighting for the truth and fighting against uh, false teachers. So oh. I just wanted to kind of mention that uh, it's kind of a, that was kind of a reunion for me. Yeah. Well, Hey, are, are you out? Uh, his pastor, former pastor, you know, I think he used to live in Idaho as a guy named Osmond. Do you know him out there by chance? I do not. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm going to try to get him on. But, you know, here, here's the thing about it, James. And, James, by the way, for you listeners, James that is calling in is the one that puts everything on the Internet for yeah. us, and we're so grateful to have him. He does all that um, for 
as a volunteer to the king and offer a service to the king. Um, but what I've found, James, and is that people who who want a relate they want an experience with God. Um, a lot of times, people people can be deceived, and it's not that sometimes some genuine things don't happen within them. You know, like they they start searching and all this, but but if you look at the disciples. They did not get all caught up except for one time early about what they were able to do, you know, their gifts that they were given for a temporary time. And when they did come back and start celebrating that more than other things, they were rebuked for it. Mm-hmm. He said, you should just be celebrating your names written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So, you know, and that's, that's kind of where I go. I mean, I, I hear all these people that, that, claim and I, and I and I can't affirm one way or the other whether they're true or not but um, like most people you you hear these stories and you go gosh I really wish God would would touch me reach me that way and and so the best I can do is just to do what I can to serve um, that's all I can do um, you know if, if I don't get the message you know the I, I'm trying to hard to figure out how to how to put this, but as far as you know, the affirmation that some people seem to get coming from God Himself, uh, I've never seen that, mm-hmm. and so I'm just, I just do my best mm. to, to serve Him. That's all I can do. So yeah. thanks again. No, well, thank you, James. So, thank you for all you do out there, brother. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, we're have glad you called in too. Yeah, you have a good day as well. Yeah. Um, you know, that here's the thing. The miracles were never the main point of what Jesus followers did. Mm-hmm. They simply became an, uh, uh, it was a, uh, kind of a stamp of endorsement that the men who were with Jesus or who he commissioned we're doing them almost as a stamp of validation. Remember back in John chapter three, Nicodemus said to Jesus, we know you come from God because no man could do these kind of things. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he started talking to them. Now that being said, what's the enemy going to try to do? I mean, uh, he's going to try to counterfeit, Mm -hmm. you know, but, but when, and to bring up a point, one of the, one of the uh, episodes of that was when the seven sons of Sceva, John mentioned that, you know, they tried to do what Paul did. The demons go, Hey, we know Paul, we know Jesus, we know Paul, but we don't know you. Yeah. You have no, you know, and, and so I think for folks who are struggling with this and, and James or John, I mean, one of the things that I, I, I think could be happening too is when your parents tell you something, and um, you you saw things that happened that maybe you couldn't explain, and it, you you want to believe um, that it was all God, and maybe it was all God. I don't. I wasn't there. I can't speak to that situation. But what I can speak to is what Scripture says, and Scripture says through the Apostle Peter that even when Peter saw the greatest sign 
you could ever see. It is not uh, 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 the greatest sign you could ever see is not somebody healed of a disease, not somebody speaking in tongues, but the greatest miracle you could ever see would be the glorified Christ. And he saw that up on a mountain and he said, but we have a more sure prophetic word talking about the word of God. He gave God's word more validity than he did that experience up on the mountaintop. Why? Because it was not about the experience. It was about Jesus. And so I would highly encourage people who are struggling on this issue to spend time in God's word, go to the book of Jude, read about false teachers, read what things will be descriptive of them. Um, read second Peter, uh, read the gospels, read the book of acts and understand the gospels and acts are narratives. How many times did Jesus speak in tongues? He didn't. There's no recorded message of Jesus speaking. What about John the Baptist? Jesus said there's no greater man alive than John the Baptist. Don't get caught up in the gifts. Get caught up in the giver of the gifts. Yeah. And remember that, uh, you know, Peter said that because the word is God's word to us and our experiences can... Uh, sometimes, you know, we can misrepresent them or they can lead us astray. So. Yeah, but I do appreciate all the uh, people who called in. And by the way, yeah, it was awesome. Chris, your book is on its way already, man. Yeah, all right. Well, that is all the time we have for this week. Uh, you have been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle that is at SWAT Radio Talk. And you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in and have a great weekend. If you missed a SWAT Radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening spiritual